Good day, guys, and start coughing there. <laughs> Good start. Good day, guys, and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Um, you know, it's funny there is that when I first started podcasting, or often, you know, when I don't feel great mentally, like when my intro has to be perfect, and I start and I start talking, and if it's not perfect, I'm like, oh my god, I've got to redo it, and I cancel the the um, recording, and I start over from scratch. And now I'm just like, oh, well, you know, you get used to it and something, you know, when you start out doing these things and podcasting, you're often like, I have to be perfect. And everyone's going to laugh at me if I make a mistake or if I stutter or if I mispronunciate pronunciate a word, everyone's going to think I'm a loser. And then you realize majority of people just don't give a fuck. Everyone's just worried about their own stuff and, you know, not trying to be perfect. So yeah, so everyone who tries to do a podcast out there you're worrying about being perfect or yeah it's okay just be human we're all remarkably average i like to joke about but yeah so today that's just a little rant um it's friday here in australia so happy friday to everyone if you listen to this if i get this out in time um today's episode i want to talk about a topic that i've kind of changed my mind on a lot around training and i do quite a lot of different things there's a lot of nuance to it and Today's episode is around deloading. So deloading, what does that mean? If you have had experience with training, I'm probably sure you're a little bit familiar with it. Um, deloading is when we basically strategically plan to decrease your training volume or training intensity um, in your week. So for example, let's say you're doing 20 sets um, in a workout, three days a week, Monday and Wednesday and Friday, you do 20 sets each workout. So a deload might be when you purposely regress the training volume. So we can think of volume here as a working set. So a working set equals 20 sets in the workout. So decreasing volume might mean you do a reduction in sets and take, for example, your 20 sets down to maybe 10 working sets that workout and then 10 on Wednesday and 10 on Friday. So what happened is you've reduced your training volume for that week by about 50% by going from 60 sets to 30 sets. Now, why would you do this? Well, the idea around deloading is obviously to try and promote more recoverability, allow you to potentially go backwards short term and by backwards, I just mean you know not pushing the training volume short term to allow you a bit more recovery, restoration to then hopefully when you come back to your normal training volume, potentially the next week to train even harder and get more out of it. So often you deload, I guess, a number of ways you can deload from a standpoint of, hey, on week four of my training program, I want you to deload. Um, so three weeks, you're going to push and then a fourth week you can deload and reduce volume. Or another option is to not be so planned out and you go off more just how you're feeling on um, on the day, on the week. And that's what we call auto-regulation. And auto-regulation is more so about not as planned out deload, but you're more so just going off kind of your own biofeedback. So biofeedback, kind of like how you're sleeping, how's your motivation, how's your energy, how's your stress. And if things are feeling quite negative, sometimes you can listen to your body. And I say that you know, kind of a sense where it can kind of depend, um, which I'll get into. But you somewhat listen to your body and go, hey, you know what? I'm not up to a massive session today and the next two cu- couple of days. I'm going to reduce training volume short term 
And when I feel better, I'm going to then push it. So they're kind of two different ways. So today's episode, I really just want to go over a few different ways to deload. Okay. So it's a, it's a topic that I think, it's a topic I think that people undervalue, but also grossly overvalue. And I feel like that's a lot, a lot of things in life these days, you know, especially with training. Um, a little side note is I think often, you know, we often value things too much and then undervalue things too much and often the truth somewhere in the middle. And so with deloading, I think, you know, even I thought, I thought it was a bit more magical and it was all this absolutely essential and all these things a few years ago. Um, and like a lot of things I've learned, you know, I'm an avid learner and I always want to get better and get better for my clients and so I can get them the best results is that, you know, deloading kind of like diet breaks. They're not magic, but they can be a great, great tool for the right time. But again, is the right time as fixed as I thought it was? Probably not. So let's go over deloading options. So again, why deload? Well, we're doing it to purposely reduce the volume of training or the intensity of our sessions. So again, as I repeated, we can do this to um, help promote recovery. And another good thing you can also do often with a deload when you'd say reducing training volume, if you want to get a client to recover, is also this could be a good chance to do a thing like a diet break um, in a di- when you've been dieting. So a diet break, increased calories up to maintenance, simultaneously while you decrease the training volume. So why would you do this again? Less less training, more calories, which means better chance for restoration, feeling a bit better, feeling more recovered to then get back to it the next week. Now, let's look at a few different ways to deload. And before I get started, guys, if you enjoy this episode and you um, make sure you please share it to your audience, if you're a personal trainer, if you're anyone who wants to think can get value from this knowledge and just the Coach Mark Carroll podcast in general and if you are yet to do it, please leave me a five-star rating and a little comment on either the Spotify or Apple podcast. It helps tremendously when you do. Thanks, guys. Now, number one, so deload options. Number one, deload training volume. So training volume, for now, let's just think of training volume as basically your total sets. So for example, let's say you're doing your um, on your first exercise, you're doing four sets. So you're doing four sets of squats for 10 reps. Here, you might go, all right, this week we're going to deload. So I'm going to take my four working sets of squats. I'm just going to do two working sets. Likewise, let's say your B series is a leg curl and you're doing three sets. You might just take one set off. But over the course of the workout, let's say you do your squats in the A series of four sets, and then you've got four other exercises you're doing three sets on. So in your first exercise, you go from four sets down to two. And then your other four exercises on that day, you go from three sets down to two. That means you've taken off six working sets for your workout. So basically, you've still done the same exercises. You're still working hard in your workout, but you're just reducing the amount of sets that you are doing within that workout. Or you could also obviously do that over the course of the training week. So that's probably the most common way. And that's just by reducing one to two working sets off of each exercise. And this is something I like doing quite a lot, but I also like doing this when I said, um, you know, for those auto regulation. So if a client is feeling really fatigued or let's say you, you've gone to the gym and you've just had a terrible night's sleep or you just stress the fuck out, something's going on in your life and you're just mentally not feeling up to it, but you want to get into the gym, 
but the thought of a massive session is just like the worst feeling in the world. Sometimes by reducing the training volume, it can allow you to get in and get out, but still do quality working sets. But you just knowing that you don't have to do as many sets can help you probably just psychologically get in that session, have a high quality session for the amount of sets you're doing, and then get out and just reducing that volume short term to allow you then when you feel better to come back to it. Then number two deload option is to decrease from the current intensity and lower the weight lifted by about 10 to 20% in your working sets. So let me explain. So decrease from the current intensity. So intensity here, I want you to think of basically the weight on the bar. So if you're doing, say, your one rep max and your one rep max is 100 kilos, or you're doing 10 reps and your 10 reps you can do is 80 kilos, whatever's closest to your one rep max is what we're in reference to in the intensity. So the heavier you lift, the greater the intensity, okay, because it's closer to your perceived one rep max. So what I want you to do in this option is decrease from your current intensity. So for example, let's say you're doing 90 kilos for five reps, and that's really hard on the squats. For this week, what you might do is lower the weight by 10 to 20%. So let's say you decrease by 10% and you're doing 90 kilo squats. Instead of this week hitting 90 kilos, you regress 10%, which will take you to about 80, 81 kilos. Now, you do the same amount of working sets, but the difference is, is that you're decreasing the intensity. You're decreasing the amount of um, basically how heavy the weight is, which means, yes, you're doing the same amount of working sets, but you're not going to be taking your sets to anywhere near as um, much or as close to failure because basically I'm saying to not lift as heavy and hold yourself back. So this can be also a good option by not decreasing the amount of sets, but you're decreasing the amount of weight you lift and or the effort within that set. So again, going 10 out of 10 on a working set is obviously going to be a bit more fatiguing on your body than going something that's say 7 out of 10 effort. So that's the idea around decreasing um, the intensity. Then the third option is decreasing the RPE. So RPE, or we can use RIR, which is reps in reserve, basically means, again, decrease your effort in that set. So for example, often you might use RPE where you go, all right, I want you to do a nine out of 10 effort. Okay. So if your life depends on it, I want you to do, you know, 10 out of 10 effort, but normally we program around eight to nine out of 10. So what you might do is go, all right, this week, I don't want you to hit a nine out of 10 effort. I want you to regress the RPE and try to aim for about a seven out of 10. So this is, again, very similar to basically the intensity of just not trying to put as much effort into the set, which sounds kind of strange when we're always like, train hard, train insane. But sometimes it's good to short-term decrease your effort in that set just to give your body a little bit of a break and a bit more restoration. So what that might look like means that instead of taking a set to, you know, within one rep of failure or failure, you might for just those sets still do your squats, but you might hold yourself back by like four to five reps. So instead of going, I'm going to failure, you still do your squats, you still get in, you tr- you train your body through a full range of motion, you train those quads or whatever you're doing, but you just don't take your sets to failure. And this can also be a good option when you're not feeling the best, mentally a bit drained, physically a bit drained, but you still want to get in some work, 
but you're just purposely holding yourself back short term. So that's when you basically decrease the RPE. Now, we'll continue. Fourth option, and this isn't one I personally um, like quite a lot, and this is basically substitute exercises which are more fatiguing on the body with exercises that are less demanding. Now, what I mean by this is, for example, let's say you um, have deadlifts to do and you're feeling tired, you're sore, and you're just or mentally just really fried or you've just had a terrible night's sleep and thought of deadlifting something really heavy is just not very enticing and it's the last thing you want to do in the world. But instead of not going to the gym, you think, well, you know what, I'm going to get into the gym. I'm going to do something. So you want to, you can go in the gym and go, all right, instead of deadlifting, which is a hip hinge, I still want to train that movement pattern, but what's something that's going to be less taxing on my body? And this is where you might say, for example, swap out the deadlift for a 45 degree back extension. So you're still training your hamstrings and glutes through a hip hinge, but you're decreasing a lot of the, um, the intricate factors of, you know, I have to focus on all these different crazy, um, things with deadlifting technique and I have to don't have to focus as much on getting myself in the zone to lift super heavy and put all these weights on the bar and all that stuff. Instead, I'm just going to give myself a little bit of a reprieve and just do a bit more of an easier movement pattern or the same movement pattern, but an easier um, way to load that movement pattern, which is something like a 45 degree um, hip extension or for often, you know, when I used to bench press a lot, some days I just couldn't be bothered loading up the bar and doing heavy bench when I was a little bit sore. So I might just do, say, a pec deck or a chest press machine. So something that's not so mentally demanding, but can still allow me to train that same pattern. So that's a good option when, you know, you still want to get in the gym, you want to train that same muscle groups, but maybe training an exercise, which is a really hard one to warm up on or something like the squat, and you go, all right, I'm going to do a leg press instead. That is okay at times as well, guys. Then two more I want to go through. Number five, decrease training days in that week. So this one I also like quite a lot with clients is, you know, you might not actually train change your training intensity or the volume in the in a few of the days you're training, but you might actually take out a workout. So for example, let's say you are doing a um, five day split, two um, three lower and two upper. What I might do with clients is say, all right, this week, instead of training five days, I want you just to do two lower and one upper. So do the same lower body workouts and the same upper body workouts, but you're going to decrease two days. So just by taking out one upper body day and one lower body day, what are you doing? You're naturally going to be decreasing the training volume and helping promote a bit more recovery because you're going to have an extra two rest days. So for that week, you're still doing three quality sessions but you've also taken out two training days, which means you have four recovery days, which this allows you to still have three good days, but more time out of the gym. So this one can be a good one for clients I find who still like to push really hard and they're hard to kind of um, tell them to back off. But by actually having them just have those two full more rest days, it can then allow for more time out of the gym and another way to promote more recoverability. Now, the last one, what I want to cover is number six is this is in kind of conjunction with any of these variables, guys, of whatever you're doing, you know, decreasing training volume, decreasing intensity, 
swapping an exercise for something not as fatiguing is taking your calories up to maintenance for um, a diet break, as I said before. So this, I think, can always be a great strategy when a client is just mentally and or physiologically feeling really flat and struggling is, all right, rather than just go, all right, let's just decrease your training volume for a day or two. Something that I find works really, really well is when you um, work that in synergy with your nutrition. And by in synergy, I mean, if your training volume decreases, then what works well is actually then um, increasing your calories. So you do less training and eat more food, which can then obviously really help with managing stress, help and promote um, more recovery, more relaxation, um, a better ability to just unwind and give yourself a bit of, you know, that physiological break from in the, from in the gym, but also that psychological break as well. And so this is something I really like to do when my clients have been pushing really, really hard. And that's why when, with my challenges, I often say um, um, between challenges, because so many people do my challenges back to back and back to back. And I say, all right, in between, I want you to have a diet break. I'm sorry, a diet break and a deload. So we decrease the training volume, we reduce the training days, and I also suggest to take your calories up to your maintenance. And we do this to really promote um, a bit more of uh, a restoration phase, a bit more of telling your body that you don't always have to push balls to the wall. It's okay to back off a little bit. And I think too often we get so obsessive thinking that you have to train so crazy and you have to be perfect and all this stuff. I'd rather a client push really hard for a few weeks or a couple months and then have the ability to back off. Let's decrease the training volume for two weeks. Let's increase the calories for two weeks. And then in turn, this then allows, I think, for more ability to push really hard for periods of time, then have a break, push really hard, have a break. It's kind of like, you know, just think of a work week for majority of people, you know, they work Monday to Friday, but then they have the weekend off Monday to Friday, weekend off. That's the way I kind of like to look at training. You know, you might push really hard for eight to 12 weeks and then decrease training volume or decrease intensity and back off um, being in a calorie deficit and increase calories up, get out of a deficit. And I think that works really well and in tandem um, by balancing out the, the training and the nutrition and things like that, I think really do allow people to progress more and more and more. And, you know, try not to think short term. It's like, oh my God, I didn't work super hard in the gym this week. Therefore I'm a failure or I ate more than, you know, I was originally planning by doing a diet break, therefore I'm a, I'm a bad person. It's like, no, this is all part of a plan. It's like when you're training an athlete, you have, you know, you periodize things and you have seasons and you push pathways really hard, then you have a break. And that's something I don't think people look at enough with their own training is thinking long-term and thinking that, Hey, great results come from, you know, collection of doing the little things well for long periods of time. And sometimes by actually decreasing your effort in the gym and increasing your calories for a period of time can actually over a course of time, allow you to get further and further and further by allowing yourself to have a little bit of a break. Then when you come back to more training volume, lower calories, say in a dieting phase, you have better adherence. You're more motivated. You can push harder and all of a sudden you get more and more results. So I guess today's episode, I just want to remind people it's okay to not always go all out. You know, it's okay to push really hard. Sure. But then, it's also a really wise decision to then be able to have the ability to back off, but back off in an educated way. So see everything I spoke about, it's done for a reason. It's not just going, 
oh, you know what? I don't feel like training today. I just, for no reason, I just feel like going to get McDonald's and I just feel like going and partying and drinking today. So I'm just going to skip the gym. That's different to what I'm saying. I'm saying, hey, if your training is, despite training really hard, you're just feeling so beat up. You're so mentally fatigued, um, physically fatigued, you name it, whatever it is. This is just listen to your body and being intelligent with it. And by being intelligent, it can then allow you to get better and better results. So don't fear sometimes backing off short term because it often will allow you to get better and better and better over the course of time. So I hope that makes sense, guys. I hope you found that helpful, you know, deloading or auto regulation, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, if you found it helpful, please help me out, guys. And as well, make sure you follow the podcast either on Apple or Spotify. And if you want help with coaching, please go to coachmarkcarroll.com, guys, and let me help coach you to doing epic things. All right, guys, I hope whenever you listen to this, you have a great day. Cheers, guys.